Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. I'm your host Bella and welcome back to another week of the podcast. I think I've stuck quite well with my New Year's resolution. I honestly did kind of expect myself to potentially maybe, I don't want to say it out loud, but maybe not record an episode one week. I was like, there's going to be one week where I can't fit it in. But no, we have succeeded. Some weeks have been late, that is for sure, due to extreme hangovers. But that is acceptable as long as this is out by the Sunday before the clock hits like 6pm, then I think it's a success. So I am okay with that. Guys, we have had an upgrade. I don't know if you can tell, but I bought a microphone. Now, Whether this improves the quality of the podcast, I don't really know yet. I'm kind of intrigued. I'm intrigued to know whether anyone hears a difference, but we're testing it. This is when I record an entire episode and it ends up being worse quality than the microphone I had before. And I'll just cry myself to sleep a little bit. But let's do a little life update. So what have I done this week? Oh, what have I done since I last spoke to you? I had a brilliant weekend in London. I don't know if you can really call it a weekend, it was more like a day. I travelled down after work on the Friday and then I went to my nana's for two nights and then travelled back very early Sunday morning. So I was really only there for a night, a day and an evening again. And honestly, I had such a lovely time. I ended up on the Friday, it was just kind of chilled, you know, just like chatting and that type of thing. And then on the Saturday, we went charity shopping and oh my god. My money saving went out of the window last week. This week, actually, I have spent so much money on ASOS, but it's all going back. It's all being returned because I was fully unsuccessful. But the charity shops were a whole different kettle of fish. I managed to pick up, so I'll take you through it. Going through one, and it was brilliant, and I got this nice corset top, like a little cardigan, and I was like, this is going very well. I've only spent £15, which they don't live in London. They live like... Maybe a 30 minute train journey out of London. So kind of, you can't really call London, it's called Harpenden. And it's kind of like a commuter town, which means they have really good charity shops in there. Because everyone just throws out really nice things. So, we had a little look round. I got those two, I was like, oh this has been semi-successful. And you could bring them back. I was like, yo, no, what, if they don't, I said that weird. You know what, if they don't fit, it's fine. We can move, it's okay, I'll get over it. Then... I go to the last one, and my nana, we and nana normally don't go to this one because it's a bit of a trek away, but I was like, you know what, I'm not here for long. Let's explore. Let's go. Thank God I did. I walk in, and all of a sudden I just see this little Burberry sign. I was like, no way. And I managed to pick up this blazer, and I put it on, and I look in the mirror, and it fits perfectly. Perfectly. Like, you could not get a better fitting blazer if I tried. And I was like, for £40? You'd spend 40 quid on a blazer anyway. That's how I reasoned it to myself. So, obviously I was going to purchase that. And it's for charity. So, it was technically a good deed, me buying these clothes. This is what I reasoned to myself. And then I think I'm done. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> now we've spent 55. <laughs> Let's rein it back a little bit. But in the corner of my eye, I spot. In the men's section, of course. There's always the best things in the men's section. This is what I found in the jackets. This vintage DKNY leather jacket. And it's like quilted on the inside. It's got all the pockets. And it is in such good condition. £40. And I was like, no, surely not. Do I need another? Like looking at my wardrobe right now, I have one, two, three, four. I have five, six, seven. I have seven leather jackets. I did not need another, but this... This was 
a whole new realm of leather jacket. It's incredible. And it's so warm, which was a big thing for me because I needed a new warm coat. Obviously, as we're coming to spring. Hmm. So I bought it. Incredible. Incredible. Sadly, went home, tried on the corset top and the cardigan, did not fit right. Cardigan gave me way too much of a grandma vibe. It was entirely wrong. The corset was too big, but it was really pretty. But I was like, there's no point keeping it because I'm just going to have to get it altered. So no point. So that's gone back, which meant we were left with the two jackets. So really not too bad. I mean, I did also order another coat. So in the space of three days, I got three new coats. Totally unnecessary, but it's going back. It was one of those long duffel coats. And I really wanted one because I thought it looked really cute. I put it on. And Jemima's first words to me are like, she just bursts out laughing. And she's like, Bella, you look like Colin the Caterpillar in a bin bag. So that went straight back. So that's not being kept. So, you know, we've had a semi-successful shopping trip weekend, to be honest. Like, imagine throwing those stuff away. Imagine being like, you know what? I've got enough Burberry. I don't need this blazer. Barely been used, barely touched, but we don't need it. Let's just give it to Oxfam. It's fine. Or like with the leather jacket being like... You know what? I've got enough of these. This is just, you know, not for me. And just chucking it out. I just can't. I just cannot imagine. I just, I just cannot. And then after that, we went home, we had some lunch. And I went to this place called Luton Who, which is this big kind of manor house um, near where my nana lives. And honestly, it was incredible. I'd been to Castle Howard, but this was so much bigger, like so much grander. The Queen... I know the Duke of Edinburgh sent, spent his 60th there. So it, like, it kind of gives you... It's really, really incredible. and But it had a really, really sad story. It was used to be owned by a family. And you know those eggs, the Fabergé eggs? They used to have them. like it, They were Russian royalty, I think. Or she was Russian. Um, and the person she married was British. And it was incredibly wealthy, this estate. And then through over... There's this thing that happens with these big houses. I didn't understand any of this until my nana explained it to me, but you get the death tax. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what she said it was to me. And it's when, if you have a lot of money and then you die, you get taxed on everything you own, which includes all the assets. So like all of the land that you own, the houses that you own, the cars that you own, all of this. And so every time a member of that household who owned the entire estate died, they got taxed on everything, which meant... They were asset rich, which meant they had an incredible house and incredible grounds, but they didn't have a lot of cash because obviously when you own a house, you don't have the money from it, even though it's worth, I don't know, five, 15 million. You don't have 15 million in your bank account. And over and over this happened over many hundreds of years. And then eventually it just went to ruin and they ended up in loads of debt. And the guy who owned the house committed suicide. And I was like, that is honestly really heartbreaking because it's such... You can just see how that would be really, really... It's like you're born into this lifestyle where there is so much pressure and so much need to succeed in a way. And it was just... I found it sad. I don't know. I didn't expect... When my nana, when we left, I was like finding out a bit more about it. I didn't realise quite how the history of the house had been. And I'd never understood about that's why manor houses often go to ruin I didn't understand that so that was very sad it was interesting but it was it was sad you know but it was lovely visiting my grandparents I'm trying to see them as much as I can especially if I move to London in September because they'll be so close they will be so close to visit and I'm excited for that because everyone's getting older and I feel like as I'm getting older I'm starting to realize 
how everyone around me is getting older too. Does that make sense? I know that sounds stupid, but as I get older, I'm seeing how much people have aged since when I was younger, and it's kind of making life seem more precious. You know, it's making it feel like I need to make the most of it. That's why I was really, really glad I went. Work is going okay, fine, medium. <laughs> it's okay. I'm s- no, I'm not complaining. I'm in that monotonous mode again where I'm like, this is boring. But maybe it's a cyclical thing. This is what I'm thinking. Maybe it's just on a cycle. Because I have worked out, I've been working there for six months now without a break. So maybe I'm just ready for a holiday. Like, it makes sense that I'm wanting to have a break. But I'm going skiing next week and I'm very excited for it. And I think that will be the break that I need. I think that will be the kind of, you know, bit of something different. A bit of something to entertain me and immerse me in something else. I also think I'm becoming, because I haven't heard back from my uni yet, I'm just waiting and that's playing on my mind. So hopefully I'll hear back from them as well. But the main thing is I'm going skiing and I'm very, very excited. I'm going to Slovakia. I keep saying Slovenia, but I'm going to Slovakia. I know nothing about Slovakia. If you do, please let me know. I don't even know what type of food do they eat in Slovakia. I have no clue. I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited because this is somewhere that I've totally... I've never been anywhere near it either. I've never been to Slovenia or Poland or Eastern Europe countries. So, Eastern Europe, Eastern European. So I'm very... I'm excited. I've also recently... I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I've been having a break from the gym and honestly, I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to make myself do different types of exercise. So rather than just doing the gym workouts, I'm now having a kind of Pilates type weights and running. I've realised that for me personally, I need like three different types, like a cardio one. Then I need more of a Pilates stretching, that type of one. And then I still need to do the strength one. I've really been lacking on the whole strength front recently. But, you know, we're trying. And that is all that matters. Also, my gym was really expensive. It was like 35 quid a month. So by not going to the gym, saving myself £120 between now and when I leave, so that's quite a large chunk of money, a big chunk of money, and I'm enjoying not having to rush to fit everything in, like tonight, it's already half eight, and I would never have had time to go to the gym unless it had been really, really rushed, whereas now I can do a workout at like nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock at night, and I can still fit that in without having to be in a certain place at a certain time, it's not pushing everything back, you know, so I'm actually... It's fitting in better for me right now, and I'm enjoying the fact that I'm accepting that. Normally, I put quite a lot of pressure on myself to do things, but not this time. This time's been different. I'm also enjoying doing nothing. Not that I've been doing this a lot, but you know when you just come into your room, there's no jobs to do, and you're just kind of like pottering around. I'm enjoying doing that at the moment, which makes me sound like such a grandma, but I find it very relaxing. Like, last night, I did my nails, which... You probably don't know, but I got really into, like, gel nail art <laughs> last year. And I have kind of... I stopped massively for ages for, like, a year because I just didn't think I had the time and I thought it was boring and I didn't want to do it. And then last night I was like, you know what? It's Valentine's Day this week. Let's just do something nice. Let's just have nice nails for it because I'd like that. Because I was looking at gel nails on Instagram going to pay to get someone. I was like, this is so stupid. I literally have all the equipment. So I did it myself and... It's something I haven't made time for in a really long time and I really enjoyed being able to make that time for myself. I feel like 
it was a very mindful thing to do. Time passes so fast when I'm doing it because I'm drawing these patterns on my nails and kind of doing it and time just moved fast and I was watching Juno at the same time, which was really funny. And I was just having a very relaxing time. The only issue with it was, was that I started doing it too late. Like I started at like nine, which meant I didn't finish like 11. So it was all super, super like push back late. But I know for next time and I enjoyed it and I'm not as wary of it as I have been in this before. So I'm excited about this. This is good. It's good for reflection. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that, I think. At the moment, I'm trying to shift my mindset. I had this thing at work saying it was really weird um, where I got really stressed about all these different things that I had to do this evening, which were not that difficult. I had to bake some cookies, record a podcast, visit my grandparents and do a workout. Do you tell me what in those four things are actually stressful? nothing like I don't have to do any of those nothing is going to happen if I don't do it but I was like having it in my headspace of I have to and I never spoken about this before rather than I should I was like I have to if I don't do it it's all going to go wrong and I also was don't know why I was putting so much pressure on myself because they weren't even going to take that long like I've managed to do everything and I don't know why I was so stressed about it all but I realized I was stressing about it and I started smiling I was like it's okay you're allowed to be stressed and it happens, but you've noticed it and now we're switching and we're switching onto something else and we're not going to be stressed. We're grateful that we get to do it. I'm grateful that that's an opportunity that I have. I'm grateful for this job because it means that I can earn money because I'm going to Malaysia. And do you know what I mean? I was like, this is what is happening because of that experience. So now I'm feeling much happier while I'm trying. This will probably shift, but you know how last week I was saying I'm in a much better headspace than I felt like I have been for a while I still have dip days yesterday I was miserable I was so grumpy I was so grumpy when I got back from work but the difference is I'm able to bounce back sooner and I'm able to view my emotions from a more detached perspective which means that I think becoming better at controlling them I honestly think the chimp paradox is having an effect on my headspace. I really, really do think it is. And I would highly recommend it to every single person because I love the way it's written. I'm nearly finished it. It's actually quite a lot of pages and there's a lot of information in it. So it's quite a big one. I think it's like 400 pages and each page has a lot of information. So it's not as easy to flick, flip, flick through. But when I do finish it, I'd give it probably two weeks. I'm going to do a full review podcast on it because wow. I also think the thing that's making my headspace better at the moment is the fact that I have taken on less. I've managed to realise that I was getting way too tired and overdone, which is something that normally I just wait until it's too late and I get way too stressed and then have a breakdown. I'm like, oh no, we've done it again. <laughs> we need to cut back. We need to do something differently. But not this time. I've stopped working at the bar, which was the best decision ever. Because now I actually have... Although I still go to bed late, like last night I went to bed at half twelve, way too late when I'm waking up at half six, that's not enough sleep, but I was in bed from that point and I was relaxed and I was able to do what I want and I was able to have way more time for myself now. I think that's why I'm able to do the podcast, because at this point I'd be working in the bar until 1am and then I'd have to come home, be home at 2am, pack for Manchester and leave and I was honestly getting so run down, it was ridiculous, it was Honestly, just a little bit too much. I wasn't really enjoying myself that much. It wasn't being that fun anymore at all. So 
I feel like that has been a very good decision. It's important. I know it's important to earn money and it's important to try and reach your goals of what you're earning money for. But realizing when you're not okay is more important because if you don't prioritize your health, then how can you even enjoy this time off that you have? I used to just sleep on my days off. So I wasn't really living, doing anything fun that I wanted to do. I wasn't doing my podcast. I wasn't seeing my friends. I was just existing. And I wasn't even earning that much money from it. So really, it's been very, very good. Which brings me nicely to my kind of point of this episode. This week, I wanted to talk about how you can use your kind of, your emotions and your headspace like a car dashboard. Okay, this makes no sense, but I was thinking about it. And you know when the car dashboard has the hazard lights that flash up, telling you what's wrong? This is how you need to start viewing your emotions and the way you think about yourself and the different things that are going on in your life. Because I started to view myself like this this week when I started to feel really anxious, really like I was feeling sad, I was feeling anxious. I felt like quite a lot of negative emotions this week. And I don't know why. There wasn't a particular reason, as I said in my post. There wasn't a reason as to it. There wasn't, normally there's like an obvious sign, but there wasn't an obvious sign of what was happening So then I start to think, okay, why is this happening? What does that anxiety tell me about myself? What is actually the deeper root cause? So now I'm trying to use these as like seeing what my emotional triggers are from that. And it's been an interesting kind of headspace journey to get into. So this is what I would recommend if you're kind of also feeling anxious or stressed or upset or any kind of even happy (laughs) if you've been feeling happy and you haven't felt happy for ages it could be useful to work out what's making you feel happy so you can prioritize more in that in your life this is all about working out the reasons why and how you can solve it kind of using a more logical approach to your emotions and being able to view them in a more detached way so that you can actually logically solve them so often when I'm feeling overdone and overly emotional and everything is just a panic or a disaster or a mess and it's not a positive way to view things it's not a good way to let things happen I think by doing it like this I'm starting to realize what things work for me what things don't work for me and I'm also starting to question negative feedback loops in my head which I hope will be like long-term healing in the future because Ultimately, I'm just trying to get to a point where I'm able to control my emotions, where they don't really... I can watch them pass over me, and it's okay, and I understand why things have happened, and I've dealt with things. I don't really want there to be anything bubbling underneath the surface, and this is why this has been such a good exercise this week for me to do. For example, earlier on this week, I got an email saying, like, you're about to to graduate. I'm saying words really weirdly tonight. I think I'm just tired. But I was saying stuff about how... It was an email from Leeds being like, oh, your graduation's confirmed, you're graduating on, blah, 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 um, how exciting, good luck. Um, and all of a sudden, I was like, I'm really anxious. I didn't tell anyone about it until like the next two days after. And I only told mum and dad about it because mum was like, oh, I'm thinking of going on holiday here, is anything happening? And I didn't even think about it and I forgot. And then like later on the evening, I was like, oh, my graduation's been confirmed, do you reckon we should go? And mum was really cross because she was like, that was the day I was meant to go on holiday. Imagine if you hadn't have told us. Like, we wouldn't have been able to go on. It would have been a disaster. Imagine. But I just felt a lot of anxiety surrounding that experience of graduating. And it's so easy when the anxiety kind of moves on to just accept it. And be like, oh, it's just a weird moment. It was nothing really serious. It was just a, 
a strange thing that happened and kind of moving on with your life. But instead of doing that now, I'm questioning it. I don't know why it's happening. And I kind of got to grips with the reasons why. Because I think me going back to Leeds, Leeds is an uncomfortable place for me. I don't particularly... I don't, I feel like because it's been so long since I lived there because I've literally finished my third year here. It's a really tricky place for me to visit and graduate from. I feel a bit anxious about going there like I don't belong there, which is totally untrue. And no one's ever said anything or done anything that makes me think that, which is really, really strange. It's fully formed by my own thoughts and emotions. Like this is a, this is an emotional blech that I have made up that nothing feeds into. I have loads of friends over there. I did well in everything. I, like, got on with all my tutors. Do you know what I mean? It's This graduation is meant to be a celebration of my time there and how well we all did completing it and, like, yay, well done. And instead, my headspace views it as, like, a oh, no. I don't want everyone to look at me. I don't want all of that attention. I don't want, like, almost, like, embarrassed, which is ridiculous because I'd say completing that degree is probably, like, one of my proudest moments. So I don't... I'm still kind of working out why, but it's been interesting and now I feel like I kind of know and now when I think about it, and I still do get a bit nervous about it, I know to reason it to myself and I know why I feel like that and I think that has helped me massively. It means that when you have those moments of intense anxiety, no longer are you thinking, I have no way of like logically explaining this, I don't know what to do with myself, this is so much panicky. Now you're able to kind of have a pause button remove yourself from the situation and then logically think like why is this happening this is because of this and I don't need to feel anxious anymore and it's all okay and kind of self-soothe yourself and that's been really really it's been important to be honest it makes you kind of understand issues that you didn't know you have like I didn't realize that I felt that way about graduating I had no idea I mean I kind of had a clue because I wasn't that fussed about it to be honest I was like I'm not that bothered I just kind of want to move on now I'm quite content with where I am but now I'm realising that that's not a healthy way for it to be. I still need to celebrate. I still need to have these things that are going on in my life. I still need to... It's not just a big moment for me either. It's a big moment for my parents and for Louis who saw me all through it, you know? It's like we all... they Well, especially for mum and dad. They were there for all of it. Like, they saw me start and now they want to see me end. And it's a big monumental thing, I guess, when you're having kids, these big moments. So I was being a little bit selfish, shall we say. But... I understand that now. That's why I would really recommend using your emotions as kind of signs, like an emotional dashboard. View it as like, a, oh my God, I'm feeling anxious. Like, bing, 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 bing. This is a trigger. This has been triggered by graduating. Okay, why is that happening? And kind of beginning to understand these emotions and thoughts more. And that, it's an interesting way of thinking, but I'm enjoying it and it is definitely definitely helping because I've also noticed there's kind of when I get anxious there's lead-up signals which could almost be like the light a little bit flashing kind of like it's just warning you and it's like things such as I'll use Instagram a lot more I'll start browsing a lot more and I don't really normally go on Instagram just mindlessly because I don't think it's that great for me um like I use it creatively and obviously I follow I once I've caught up on everyone then that's fine but I don't really go on the explore or I don't really go on reels because I can spend hours on that page so no I don't do that anymore <laughs> but recently over the past few days I was doing that and I know that that's a thing that I do when I'm anxious because I just want to avoid like 
it entertains you for that moment and I just wanted to avoid how I was feeling. So that's what I was doing. So I should have really have seen that as the first situation that was coming and then understood it from there. One other thing I'm trying to do at the moment as well to control my headspace and kind of in these moments where I feel really anxious or kind of understanding why I'm feeling anxious is trying to control my headspace before I go to sleep. I'm starting recently to realise how much your thoughts before you go to sleep, those final thoughts that you have, impact your headspace the next day. So recently I've been making a con... This sounds cringe. Do not laugh. If you know me, do not repeat this, okay? This sounds very cringy, but okay, I'm going to share it. Every night for the past, like, few nights before I go to bed, I've been lighting this candle. This one candle. I don't light this candle for any other reason apart from before I go to bed. I'll light the candle and I'll just, like, think about the happy things that have happened that day, things I'm grateful for, the things I'm aiming towards, my goals that I have, these different things that I have going on in my life. Kind of, like, visualising what I want to happen. And then a few times I've nearly fallen asleep because my eyes are closed and it's very relaxing. But then I'll light the candle, then I'll go to sleep. But kind of this ritual of lighting the candle and lighting the candle symbolising that I have to think about those things. And also because the candle's on, all my lights are off and it looks kind of cute. Has made me feel more positive in the final moments. The day before I started this, I honestly couldn't go to sleep till 1am. I was getting really, really anxious. I was just... I just couldn't sleep and I was tossing and I was turning and I was like, something needs to change because I can be anxious in the day, but I need to sleep. Like, I need to sleep. So this has been a good thing for me. And I would honestly, if this is something you're struggling with, I would highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. So let's move on to the next part of the podcast. New things that I have done or watched this week that I have enjoyed. I know I talk about the On Purpose podcast a lot. Maybe I haven't mentioned it in a while, but recently, well, yesterday, I listened to the podcast about communication and it blew my mind because I I feel like I'm very good at communicating with people. <laughs> I chat a lot. So I feel like this is something that I'm good at, but no, no, no. Jay Shetty, it's short. Oh, see, guys, I'm tired. I can't even speak. Jay Shetty saw straight through me. He was like, you can't just expect yourself to have the luxury of feeling and everyone else to have to think and feel. That's not fair. When you have an issue, you have to be able to communicate it and communicate the why. You can't just accept that you feel like that. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I do, which is really bad, but it's true. I just, sometimes if I feel a certain way, I'll just be like, well, I'm right. This is it. That's how I feel. And that's just how it should be. And it's so toxic. So I really enjoyed listening to that. It, I listened to loads of podcasts on my day off. I walked into town, had a lovely day, and I was sat having lunch on my own, which was cute. And I listened to the podcast, and I really, really enjoyed it. So if you can, make time for it. It's like 30 minutes long, and it's a really, really good episode. I also newly listened to his next episode after, because they just ran over, because I was out for quite a while. And it was the episode with the entrepreneur who started up LinkedIn and was the first investor in Airbnb. He's got a really famous name, but I've forgotten the name, but we're moving on from that. <laughs> but it was really, really good. I enjoyed that episode as well because entrepreneur, entrepreneurish, entrepreneurish, I cannot remember how to say that word, but being an entrepreneur is something that intrigues me. I would love to be an entrepreneur, but we're not quite there yet. But you know what I mean? It was an interesting to be able to listen to someone have that conversation about how they've made 
themselves in the world really and what made them want to do that and how they started off recently I'm most interested in how people started off because I guess that's the stage that I'm at I'm only 21 I'm intrigued in how people started off their big kind of career ladders so I found that really really good I finished the Evelyn Hugo book wow I liked it I did like it wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever read definitely when you read it you don't think wow this is a literary masterpiece this it's not it's just not that. But it's very, it's easy to get into. And the storyline's got a bit of a plot twist at the end. It's kind of, it's got a good storyline. It's a nice read. I would recommend it if you're kind of needing an in-between books. Because as I said, I'm reading mainly non-fiction at the moment. So it was nice to have something else in between there. And watching-wise, oh my god, I've watched such a good documentary. It was called The Behind the Scenes of Our Planet. And I think I'm really late to the mark with this. I think everyone else has watched it. But it was on Netflix and I was kind of... I was working out and when I have a workout video on, I need to have some TV on as well because I get bored watching them. So I was watching this and this was good and it was so interesting watching how they filmed it and the things they had to go through and kind of... This sounds ridiculous, but I don't know why I always assumed David Attenborough was with them when they were filming. I always just assumed that when he was talking, he was there with them. (laughs) And then watching this, because obviously he's the narrator behind it and I was like... He's obviously there with me. He's there doing it. Then obviously watching it, what was I even thinking? This is a 90-year-old man. Obviously, he's not trekking through the rainforest, okay? Obviously not. This is the work of the cameramen and the crews, and they've got this footage. So it was very, (laughs) very insightful. Very glad I did that. That was very... It opened my mind. It Honestly, it opened my eyes to the amount of work these people have to put in. And this is the second time I've watched it. I forgot I watched it a few years ago, but still blew my mind would definitely definitely recommend oh it was brilliant I wish I could rewatch it it was I'm really into documentaries at the moment and that was a really really good one it was so interesting although at one part they're saying how they were filming the sharks at night because that's when sharks feed and they have this giant like torch and all of a sudden the torch cuts out I was like stop it that's the set of a horror film that is my worst nightmare. I think I'd have a, I, I can't even imagine what I'd do swimming around like hundreds of sharks are around you feeding and you can't even see in front of you. I don't know what I'd do. I honestly, no thank you. No, I, I would really struggle to swim at night time. That's honestly one of my biggest fears, I reckon, dark water. Because you can't see what's underneath you. And that freaks me out quite a lot. Which is an issue because I really want to dive with whales. Specifically whale sharks or a blue whale. Not killer whales. Not doing that to myself. Not that fussed about dolphins. Well, I would like dolphins. But they're quite... They're meant to be really... Because they're so intelligent. They're really naughty. And they're really like... They can be a bit scary. So I'm kind of putting them in the same category as killer whales. Although killer whales are kind of just a lot meaner. But a blue whale... I would definitely, I would definitely swim with a blue whale and a whale shark because they both seem quite calm whales. I'm not very familiar with types of whales, so obviously other ones, but those definitely, which I need to get over my fear of dark water because otherwise that's not happening. But anyway, I feel like I rambled on (laughs) about my wanting to swim with whales for long enough at this point. And I've got to go bake these cookies because I have made... I'm in the process of making espresso and hazelnut shortbread dipped in dark chocolate. These could be an incredible life experience, but 
I will report back next week because they might also be disgusting because I had to mix different types of flour and, you know, it was kind of a make it up on the go. But there we go. What honestly isn't with me? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast and I hope you found it interesting and good. You'll also be able to find me on Apple Podcasts now. I didn't realise my podcast wasn't there. I didn't realise I had to sort some stuff to do with that out, but hopefully it's now sorted. And remember, you can also leave a review, which I would really, really appreciate because... That's how people find me, to be honest. If you kind of climb up the charts, it honestly means that your audience grows massively. So I'd really, really appreciate that. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. You've got mail underscore pod. And I can't wait to speak to you next week. I hope you all have a lovely week and have had a lovely weekend. See you later. Bye.